Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. Happy Thursday. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, is this three weeks in a row of delayed shows? Uh, no, we were an early show two weeks ago. Because remember, you were like, oh, no, Comic-Con and all the good stuff is going to happen. No, that was it, a Wednesday. It was, yeah, that was late, too. It was like three weeks in a row of late It's shows. summertime, man. I operate on my own time. Oh, look, the sun's coming back out, finally. I'll operate on you. Fine. You know what? I'm going to take next week off. <laughs> Dark Knight Return style. Oh, no. You haven't read that. Batman, like, gets his ass kicked, and then, like... um. There's a big guy. It's like like the mutant factor comes in and he like he tricks him into getting all like in a mud pit. Ooh, mud wrestling. Yeah. Oh, okay. That doesn't seem like it's it's like a breeding ground for infection. It's like this isn't a fight. Like this is an operating table, and I'm the surgeon. Fucking breaks all his limbs. Oh, ow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not the one who owes you money. <laughs> not related to anything that anyone else knows. No, but I don't know why you want to break me. I'm not doing anything wrong. <laughs> well, I'm holding my notes upside down, so <laughs> that's a you Whoop. problem. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here are my notes. Do they look more legible upside down than they do right side up? A little 50-50. Okay, there you go. Saw a bunch of stuff recently. Okay, tell me more. Let's let's hit them up as this is, our preamble seems to be, what did I watch this week? Yes, it's true. Futurama's back for like the fourth or fifth time. And? Fourth? It's fucking great. All right, we like that. It's the same that it ever was, which is not a bad thing. It's it's making fun of itself. It's making fun of like the world and streaming and everything else. It's the same show it ever was since 1999. And it's still great. It's still exactly the same show, which I love. And it's still really funny. I'm so glad it's back. It's just good. Good. I'm glad. Which is a, a show you didn't watch. No, it's not. Other things that uh, I watched that you didn't watch. Uh-huh. There's a lot, actually. Um, you really boil it down. Harley Quinn season four debuted today. I saw that you tweeted about that. Once again, great. Like, th- these are just positive things I have to say about things. Good, because the rest of the show, well, part of the show might not be so positive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one, yeah, there's definitely one thing I'll be like, eh. Uh, yeah, Harley Quinn season four is back, and I was like, ooh, there'll be one episode that I clicked on. And I'm like, there's three episodes? Woo! I had a great time. It's it's still a really fun show, and it's just, it's foul-mouthed, and it's violent, and it's heartfelt, and it, like, has really funny stuff in there. Like, I, 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 got, I wish I'd written it down. I, like, Alfred says a line to Harley he's, where she's just she's really upset like because she's like taking this heroic turn and now she's part of the bat family and she gets mad and starts fighting alfred who's just like yeah as a bitch does oh wow <laughs> i'm just like for that's, alfred. That's the fucking best thing alfred's ever said that i've ever seen him do as one has want to do yeah yeah it's great it's it's still it's maintaining what it was before and it's it's a really great show i love it the other thing mm. that i finished i started watching seth MacFarlane's the orville Oh, and now I finished it because I, I never watched it before. Yeah. I looked at it, it was like I knew that like he wanted to do a Star Trek show like if you watch like the next generation like Blu-rays like he's all over them. It's like I'm a I'm like I'm I'm Star Trek number 1 fan, blah blah blah. Yeah, a huge fan. Yeah, and he wanted to do a Star Trek show. They said no. He's like, "Fine, I'll just make my own show." And it never appealed to me like the marketing never like kind of hooked me. It was like, "Yeah, whatever. I'm I'm going to check this out." 3 seasons. First season is like comedy drama. Second season is like drama comedy, and then the third season you're lucky to find a joke in there. Really, but it's it's incredible. It's some of the best sci-fi I've ever seen. Wow, it's a little clunky in the beginning. It's like, oh man, like I'm driving a shuttle drunk and like glory holes and stuff. And by the end, it's like they take ideas 
it's not just like a Star Trek ripoff of though. Like they basically, it's it's Star Trek just without um the teleporters. Fair enough. Everything else is there, but like it's they take ideas that Star Trek does and they go, okay, we saw how they did this, and they take a really like good spin on them. Like it's really sophisticated sci-fi, and it's like a very good ongoing story. And like I was like really shocked how much I liked it. Like it, it was great. It was a really great show, and it's probably not going to come back again because you know pandemic kind of got in the way and now there's like all strikes and whatnot it's It's true yeah you'll probably never see it again but yeah it was it was really solid sci-fi and like it a lot of the episodes end with like it's not fun and clean it's not like oh this is like you get kind of integrated with like okay i know how a story works i've seen this shit before i've seen star trek like you're gonna end with like xyz and it's gonna all be positive it's not how a lot of this goes it takes a lot of twists and it's real it's really some of the best sci-fi i've ever seen it takes a little while to get its footing, but once it does, oh my god, it's it's great! And like, because <laughs> the first season is just like it's we're going for the comedy, and by the third season, it's like I don't know, maybe two jokes in an episode, versus like trying to like pump them out pretty quick. Wow. Well, I might have to uh, put that on the list. Yeah, it's it was surprisingly great. Like, I was really shocked, like how good it was, and like the threads that it continued. It was really it. I know I'm late to the party because the show is probably done, but now that I've like I watched like the three seasons, it's, they're also short seasons. I think it's like 36 episodes in total or something. So like you were late to the party, but at least you went to the party. Yeah, it was it was really good, <laughs> like shockingly so. Like because I I I didn't watch it because I wasn't I didn't really have any expectations of it being any good. Then I watched it, I was like, oh shit! Like this is a great this is a great show. All right, it does stuff that like Star Trek doesn't. It takes ideas from Star Trek. Like a very basic example is like they one episode like they deal with the Prime Directive. Like they essentially have the Prime Directive. I yeah. don't remember what they call it, but it's like they go there to a like early developing planet, and then what happens is like every like eleven days, like that it goes out of like phase with our universe, and it comes back in, and they jump forward seven hundred years. So you get to see like this is why the Prime Directive matters because every seven hundred years, so you get to see it kind of in real time, which is I don't. Trek has never done that. Like, so there's just mm. cool ideas like that. That's a very cool idea when you really think about it. And then they bring it back later. It's like, okay, like, well, you were studying us and like you kind of messed with our development. And then they end up bringing it back like a year later. It's like, oh, yeah, now we're like immortal beings and now we're studying you. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> it's really cool. It's a really good show. And I'm, I'm like, I said, it's probably done, but man, it was great. I had such a good time with it. Well, good. And there's so like some very obvious stuff like oh yeah that character's the wharf and that character's the data. I've seen some clips of the show like the character of the wharf like the wharf character when he was smoking cigarettes. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Yeah, they're like and they're like very susceptible to uh, nicotine, so it's like yeah. they go to like the replicator. They're like five yes. hundred cigarettes, please. <laughs> I think it was six hundred, oh, but yeah, they just <laughs> man, what a yeah, shocked how good of a show that was. But I guess I don't know. Do you have anything to add to the preamble? Um, Aside from things that I finished this week. No, I think I'm going to go watch Oppenheimer over the weekend, though. I want to see it, but I don't think I'm going to see it in theaters. I kind of want to see it in an IMAX. Well, if you want to see it in IMAX, uh, the 70 millimeter on Craigslist, some are selling for $1,000 a ticket. Never mind, then we're going to find a local theater. (laughs) Not paying those uh, $1,000 ticket prices on Craigslist? Nope, nope. I uh, yeah, try not to get anything off Craigslist. Yeah, I mean, if you're like gonna, an STD, if it's like you're gonna get, you know, an Oppenheimer ticket for you know a thousand bucks, you might as well get a blowjob while you're at it. Well, I think you could find that on Craigslist too. <laughs> I think they went away from that a few years ago. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I don't really keep up on the uh, Craigslist sex marketplace. No, I don't think I do either. Actually, 
Actually, I don't. It's not that I think I don't. I know I don't. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> I can't remember the last time I went on Craigslist for anything. I also just snorted. You did. <laughs> Great. All right, we're going to move on from there to the news. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. Hey, San Diego Comic Con happened over uh, the last week. Yeah. Some stuff happened. Okay, tell me more. <laughs> well, the Marvels dropped their trailer. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Although, I, the first trailer they dropped, and they reused the same song, I don't think I mentioned it, Fun the Song Choices with the Beastie Boys, because so much of why the certain areas of the internet hate Brie Larson is because they're like, well, like she should smile more, and then she um, released like edited posters of like Captain America the Winter Soldier and Iron Man 3, but like made uh, Steve and Tony smiling in them, and people were very mad. Ah. And they're still mad to this day, because um, they're a bunch of whiny bitches that's the internet in a nutshell yeah so but the beastie boys intergalactic song starts with like don't you tell me to smile yeah which is great it's such a good song choice it's, i love it i it's perfect really yeah for like the the internet re- like this is why like the internet gets mad at her she's like ooh, like she's <laughs> she made fun of us and now we're mad forever shut the fuck up well i mean you made fun of her first and then when she swung back and you didn't like it big whoop yeah um, so I, I truly love the choice of Intergalactic as a song choice. It's a great song choice. It's also just a fun song. It's a fantastic song, really. Intergalactic, planetary, planetary, intergalactic. I also like that um, the album cover art for that one with like them in like the sardine can. Yes. It's a great one. Yeah, there's... I'm not like super psyched about this movie, partially because of like Secret Invasion like leading into it, which is, you know, we'll get into it, but it's, it's kind of like a mediocre lead and and we'll see and i'm also kind of curious how um uh, audiences are going to react to this because so much of uh this is really the first movie we're going to see that is spinning out of like the disney plus stuff like this is going to be coming out of wandavision Mm. getting monica rambeau this is going to be coming out of miss marvel like going to like so there's like there's extra homework on this one and also now secret invasion too like like well if you're fully going to get miss marvel or if you're going to get the marvels like you got to you know, watch that movie, plus watch, like, the Avengers movies, then plus watch these, like, three additional Disney Plus shows, and, like, how much our uh, general audience is going to react to that, I don't know. I think they'll make it accessible enough that if you haven't watched it, you can survive it, but... Yeah, I don't know, this one, it, it feels like there's just homework to do. Yes, so we'll see. I would agree I mean, with that assessment. Um, we, we get a little bit more of the villain in this trailer, but overall, like, there was nothing in here that uh, made me more or less excited about it, like... We're going to see it, I, and I'm going to watch it. It's just a case of, like, did this build more hype for me? Not really. No. But I'm also going to watch it, so, like, I guess that doesn't, at least, I don't know. It depends on who you are, but for me, like, I know I'm going to see it in theaters. I'm going to pay the money to see it. I'm going to get out there, but, like, is this marketing really, like, this one didn't really, like, add or subtract anything from me. I'm like, all right, basically the same as the first trailer. Yeah. The trailer that I wasn't expecting to like, The Exorcist, The Believer. No, that was kind of, eh have you seen the original exorcist no well 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 guess what's coming in october i was hoping uh, you were gonna say that damn i don't like scary movies Exorcist is one of the best of all time poltergeist is the one with the tv static right there coming exorcism yeah. is the one where she like your mother sucks cocks in hell harris yeah and her head spins around she vomits yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i love that line <laughs> okay well there we go <laughs> it's from the movie not for me but <laughs> yeah but i can believe that's something you would say to somebody <laughs> It's a great line. It is a great line. <laughs> Can't deny it. I mean, there have been a number of Exorcist sequels and other spinoffs over the years. This is supposed to be a direct 
sequel to the original, and as have you, you haven't seen it. Bam! Phone out of your hand. Caught it. Still smacked it. Oh, whatever. But didn't you, um, isn't, isn't that the original mother that's in this, though? It is, yes. The mother of Reagan is coming back. Will Linda Blair return? No one knows, probably, would be my guess. Good uh, for her. Now that she's been exercised. But I watched this trailer, and I was like, this is, looks surprisingly good. But then here's where I get a little hung up, is it's um the same director as the guy who did the recent uh, three Halloween movies, which the first one was really good, and the second one was nothing, and the third one was... We watched that one. I'm like, it's better than it deserves to be, but still, like, not that good of they a movie. They threw a baby out of a window. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm surprisingly like I saw the trailer. I'm like, I'm surprisingly looking forward to it. And even before, like, like two hours after like the trailer dropped, like it was like, oh yeah, and there's gonna be a sequel. It's like uh, the first one's like the Exorcist Believer. The second one is the Exorcist Deliverer. And I assume the third one is gonna be Exorcist the Be- cocksucker? <laughs> Believer. Oh no no. No, that that joke. Both jokes fell flat there. <laughs> Mother sucks, cocks in hell, Karis. <laughs> See, that's that's ex, that's exorcism three. <laughs> Great line. The cock sucking priest. Exorcism is so good. I get. I know something. We're doing for October. Oh God, it's a good movie. I gotta get my liver ready for October. That's only two months away. <laughs> oh, you said you wanted to prep that one. I also assume that means you're buying all the booze for it too, because that's been my prep job. Did I say I wanted to prep that one? You specifically said you did. You said, next year, I'm doing this. That's okay. I can do that. I will do that. I will start working on that right now. Well, not right now, but after this show, I will. I think I already know the movie. I think I already know the movie. If this is like Ernest Scared Stupid, I'm going to punch you in the face. Oh, shit. That's a good option, too. <laughs> no. I was thinking maybe Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <sighs> Guess what's back? The bell's back. Where did you get that? I don't know. It was just here when I got here. I didn't bring it down. Who brought that down? Fortune spots upon me. Yeah, my wife brought it down, apparently. Thank you. The day is mine. Yeah, you specifically said last year, like, next year, I'm doing this. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Oh, really sneaking the Exorcist in. And then we know that Pet Cemetery sequel, prequel. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm not going to have, I'm going to have nightmares forever. Good. Some comic news out of uh, Comic-Con. Okay. Justice League versus Kong versus Godzilla. Going off of the legendary movies where Kong is like as big as Godzilla. Oh, wow. Why the hell not? That's a big Kong. I'm going to, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm going to buy that. It's going to be big, dumb, and stupid, and I'm right here for it. Make it big, dumb, and stupid. I want to see just, you know, Batman punch Godzilla in a giant mech suit. All right, I'm on board. Sign me up for that. That'll be fun. Like Wonder Woman just punching Kong. Why not? Okay, I'm in for it. Yeah, it's big and stupid, and I love it. Bring it on. Sometimes you can just do big, stupid stuff, and I'm like, yeah, great. And this is literally just Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, whoever else is, whatever Justice League members are in there, just fighting two big monsters. Sure. I love a good punch-up. You got my money. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy that. Hey, Ninja Turtles is coming out next week, and things have already happened. Oh, really? A sequel was already announced. But now it's in delay? No. Oh, okay. Uh, that's not how um, animation has different unions. Oh, okay. So, like, the WGA stuff, the SAG stuff, like, anima- animation has two different unions as far as voice acting goes, and they are separate from these things. Uh, they basically get paid like shit. Okay. They are, they are separate from this stuff, uh, mostly because of Disney. And by Disney, I, mean, I specifically mean Walt Disney, who set these up and uh, kind of fucked everyone forever. Ah, uh, Walt. Yeah. Happiest place in the world. Yeah. <laughs> According to him. He did, you know, positive things, but also a bad person. Yes. And also said if a man ever had a baby, they could, they would inherit 
Walt Disney Studios. Really? Yeah, that's that's the thing. Oh, okay. Well, then there's that. And also froze himself. His head. He's I a, think. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> not a good guy. No, that's no, kind of uh, where no. I'm getting at. Uh, yeah, so he kind of screwed animation people forever. So yes, uh, animation stuff can continue because they exist in different unions because Walt Disney screwed them forever. Oh, okay. Well, there it is. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, Mutant Mayhem Two is going to happen. Also, a two season show was announced that's going to bridge the movies. That will be titled uh, Tales of the TMNT. Oh, okay. Which is the first ongoing comic spinoff that Mirage did back in the 80s, hmm. which was mostly like an anthology kind of series. But in, uh, I mean, it went for seven issues, then went for another 70 in its kind of second run, plus one book that was went to English, then to Mexico, then to Russia, and then retranslated back into English, plus an untitled nobody story. But whatever. Who's counting? I'm not. <laughs> I know. But yeah, so we're going to get a two-season show in the middle there, uh, Tales of the TMNT, which is very exciting. Yeah, Variety put that out there, and they uh, were like, oh, it's going to be called Tales of the TMNT, and they don't mention the book at all. I'm like, come on, Variety. Wow. You're a bunch of clowns. Wow. They're your competition. I got this. Homeboys got this one. Also, uh, Butte Mayhem is currently... <laughs> what was that face? I don't know if you should say Homeboys got this one again. I don't think that really works for you. <laughs> My wife, she was like, you've been saying homie a lot. I'm like, I think it's very funny for me to say homie. Yeah, you're not homie at all. <laughs> like, I'm the whitest person out there. It's true. You don't get any sun. Like, I'm more tan than you, and that never happens. Yeah. Because you used to get really tan. Yeah, I tan up quick, but yeah. yeah well, clearly not. You have not seen the sun in some time, it would seem. <laughs> no, what the hell happens outside? Well, uh, the sun comes out occasionally. There's blue sky. It rains a lot. But the current uh, movie, Mutant Mayhem, which is coming out next week, at the time that we're recording, this sits at a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Based on 30 reviews, there's only one detractor. Oh, is it you? No, I haven't seen the movie. And also, I don't know if uh, you saw this <laughs> for a piece of marketing that they released today. They brought back the kid in the zombie makeup who went, I like turtles. They brought him back? The exact same haircut, the exact same makeup, the exact same t-shirt. And they even did like, it's a... Someone dressed up like in, as April O'Neil, but like they do the exact same dialogue from that like sixteen-year-old interview, which I looked up has seventy-two million views on YouTube. Wow! Just to get, I love turtles. Yeah, they're just like oh, we're, we just came in the Mutant Mayhem premiere. Like, what do you think about this? I love turtles. I like turtles. And the, fucking yeah! I was like, good call. I like that. That's a good little marketing thing. How to be internet famous? Come back sixteen years later. Hey, Spider-Man Four might happen with uh, Sam Raimi. Really? We'll see. I I. I I'll believe it when I see it. Well, I mean, uh, Sony still has the rights. Yeah, uh, Thomas Hayden Church, the guy who played Sam, and he's like, yeah, I've heard some rumors, which I'm sure you would. I'm sure conversations have at least been had after yeah. No Way Home. It's, I, I'm not shocked. I, will it ever happen? I don't I, know. I don't, You'd I, have to get Tobey Maguire on board, right? I mean, I'd give it a 50-50, honestly. It's yeah. like it, like his return was well-received, and what are they doing otherwise? Like, oh, we're doing Morbius. We're doing Venom. We're doing Craven. Like, all shit that's like going to fail. Yeah. And like if we have like a essentially a surefire thing, like why not? But you know, I I a hundred percent believe the talks have happened on some level. Like there, no one's gonna be like, We're we're gonna ignore this like fallout, but we'll see. I I'll believe it when I see it, but if it happens, I also wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Oh, Alan Moore. Oh, this the Glycon guy. We're back, baby, yes. Yeah. Watchmen is being adapted again, but this time is an animated movie. I think it probably lends itself to be more of an animated movie. Will Dr. Manhattan have his his wiener out? I imagine. So now, just like you said, somebody's job at one point was to make a CGI penis and have it move. Now you, somebody has to You gotta have it. that bounce. Yeah. The sway. It's, it's, it's not stationary. No, but uh, I think it's probably more of a sway than a bounce. 
whatever. Either way, uh, yeah, there's going to be a Watchmen animated movie. And now a bunch of people who work on the internet are going to track down Alan Moore and be like, what do you think? And he's going to be like, the same shit I thought before. Leave me alone. It's stupid and I don't care. I'm getting paid anyway. No, he doesn't. Oh. He's he's turned down all that money. He like he's like his name will be removed from it. Once again, it will say like co-created by Dave Gibbons. But no Alan Moore. No, he he doesn't want his name on this shit. Like and everyone's gonna ask him and he's gonna say the same things he said a million times before, if they can actually get him to comment on it. And he's, is this a good idea? Who the fuck knows? He's too busy worshiping Glycon. I don't even think he like he says that, but I think he's just he's just fucking pulling people's chains. Yeah, even if he isn't, good for him. He's just content. Like guy's got a good chunk of cash, far as I know. Let's see what Alan Moore's net worth is. I don't believe those things for a second. Anyone that I know who has ever like, I mean, me personally, who I've talked to about like net worth stuff, they're like, if that was true, then like we would live in a like the world would be very different. According to Celebrity Net Worth, it's only about a million dollars. I mean, I could live off a million dollars for a good long while. Yep, me too. Lower Decks Season 4 had a trailer. Looks fun. Now that you're a big Lower Decks fan after this week. That was an exciting episode. I enjoyed it. It kind of motivated me to watch it. I, it's great. I, God damn it. It's just fun. Yes. It's a fun show, and I like that they just keep on delivering. Yep. I wish they would stop talking about all the different waste in the holodeck. It still looks good. Uh, my favorite gag in there is you see... Um, Boy, I do not remember what episode it was, but there's one episode where like Crusher and Troy are like stretching together, and they have the silliest like '80s oh like outfits. It was going back and forth, and I love seeing that. Like that was my favorite little reference if, in there. If memory serves, I believe it's the episode in which Troy is falling in love with the negotiator guy. Oh, maybe. Yes, they were talking about negotiating over a wormhole, and the wormhole like collapses after the Ferengis fly through it, and they're gone forever. But it's just, it's a very silly, like, 1980s, like, visual, like... Oh, yeah, like... A the, Richard Simmons kind of, like, exercise like, video. Like, come on, ladies! Leggings we'll work with it. a swimsuit <laughs> yeah. over it. Yeah, <laughs> oh God, yeah, so yeah. I, I love seeing that. That was so funny. I love Lower Decks. Keep up, keep up doing Lower Decks. Yep. Also, Strange New Worlds has a musical trailer. I saw that. The first... I mean, everyone has a musical episode in Star Trek over however many series there Never really. Well, I mean, you had the time that Picard sang... Um, Picard and Worf sang from HMS Pinafore. Yeah, that was a scene. This is a whole episode. Oh. A full-blown musical episode. I'm kind of surprised Star Trek has never done this before. They're taking but they some, haven't. They're taking some big swings with Strange New Worlds. Crossover episode. They include animation in it. Yeah. We're getting now this. Full-blown musical episode of Star Trek. Never been done before. Makes sense to me. Like, every other show has done a musical episode. A long-running thing. And, like, Star Trek is one of the most long-running franchises and television history like keeps on reinventing itself so why wouldn't they have done a musical episode it's a good question i mean now they have or they won't like a week or two whatever it is because boy they released three episodes in seven days wasn't expecting that no there was a lot of episodes this week <laughs> yeah, it it's like ah well we got a bonus one so there definitely won't be one on thursday I'm like shit there's another one <laughs> yes just keep on knocking these bad boys out but yeah i'm, I'm looking for i love a good musical episode i love a good musical me too. I'm just curious to see how they'll pull it off. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do uh, greatly enjoy a good a musical theater production. Well, that's next week's episode. Next week is August oh, 3rd. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, there so, you go. Yeah, the next one will be that. Musical theater. Musical television. Yeah, I guess. All right, that's it. That was San Diego Comic-Con. All right, that's a lot. Finally, we had some news this week. <laughs> next week, not so much. Yeah, uh, it's going to dry up uh, real fast. Yep. All right, so I'm going to move on from there to weird comics facts. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. 
I'm gonna make some weird shit. It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. As this week, we are talking three Star Trek Strange New Worlds episodes, because they released three episodes in the course of a week. They did. Wasn't expecting that. Nope. Uh, we're gonna talk Star Trek some fun facts for Weird Comics Facts, even though this is a mostly television-related slash album-related. Did you know that Leonard Nimoy... Yes, he had an album, and he sang about well, no, Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> You're just saying that because you just saw me searching it on my phone. No, but I knew he sang Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> we're, we're getting yes. there, yeah. Okay. Jeez, you're... You're, yeah. you're spoiling everything. Well, but first, uh, Leonard Nimoy wrote a book. Oh, he wrote a book? He did. He wrote a couple of books. One of the books was titled, I Am Not Spock. That's not true. He is Spock. Because he got real sick of that shit. Well, And then he came back around and he wrote a second book called, I Am Spock. Okay. But also, as uh, you have ruined the surprise for... Oh, God. Well, no, I didn't even see you do it. I heard the background. I knew it was a thing before you even brought it up. Mm. I knew that he sang a song about Bilbo Baggins. Yes, uh, Leonard Nimoy has released one of the worst albums in the history of the world. Yes. Huge Lord of the Rings fan. Mm-hmm. Can't blame him. I like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but Bilbo Baggins is not really featured prominently in Lord of the Rings. But well, there's a whole fucking book about him. It's called The Hobbit. Yeah, but the, that's separate from the Lord of the Rings. Whatever. He's a big fan of like, yeah, it's it's all connected, bitch. Okay, fair, fair enough. But yes, uh, Leonard Nimoy released one of the worst songs of all time, one of the worst albums of all time, where he sings deeply about Bilbo Baggins. In the middle of the earth, in the land of Shire, lives a brave little hobbit whom we all admire. With his long wooden height, fuzzy woolly toes, he lives in a hobbit hole and everybody knows him, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, is only three feet tall. Do you know the name of the album? <laughs> no, what is the name of the album? The name of the album is Two Sides of Leonard Needmoy. Oh, this is one of the worst fucking songs I've ever heard. Can I tell you? Also, there's a music video. Just a straight up music yeah, video. It sucks. I've seen He also has a best of album, too. How? I don't know. Here's the image of the album cover. Oh, that's unpleasant. Some of the songs on it, Highly Illogical, By Myself, Follow Your Star, Amphibious Assault, Spock Thoughts, Miranda. If I were a carpenter, Wait, and Miranda. love of the love of the common people, Adam West did a uh, cover of Miranda. You're telling me that Leonard Nimoy and Adam West might have done the same song uh, in the '60s. I'm hoping not. Oh, by the way, if we wanted to dive in like Burt Ward's, we could like fucking trying to sing about Rob of the Boy Wonder. That could be a weird comics facts as well. Maybe we'll do that next week. Burt Ward just fucking being awful. One of the lines is he's not, the greatest hobbit of them personally. all. I think <laughs> just a bad album. I don't know if Bilbo would be the greatest hobbit of them all, considering that it was Frodo who destroyed the ring and ended the reign of terror over Middle Earth. Are you questioning Leonard Nimoy? He did caution us about the monorail. He was also in a weird, like, dream cast game, like Space Quest or no, Sea Quest, something fucking awful. Either way, Leonard Nimoy did some weird shit. So we're gonna yep. move. <laughs> we're gonna move on from uh, the greatest hobbit of them all to something about the biggest nba contract of them all sure why not there, there we, we go. go all right i hated that that we said that in tandem moving on to jared sports reports he's running down the middle by the 50 he's at the 30 bear tested the guy is drunk but there he goes oh and they tackle him at the 40 yard line it's time for another jared sports report guess what kids it's football season patriots training camp is underway things are looking pretty decent so far uh two days of practices as uh 
of the moment we recorded it. The Patriots spending a lot of time working on some red zone stuff. It's where all the offense has been the last couple of practices. Mac Jones looking decent. He's throwing two interceptions, both to Kyle Duggar, but now newsflash, Kyle Duggar's really good. So um, Juju Smith-Schuster had a great second day of practice from all reports. Matt Judon's been there practice, but not participating. Kind of interesting storyline to follow there. Jack Jones, of course, remember he had the he has the gun allegations that he's uh, dealing <laughs> yes. with. Yes, uh, he's been there. Bill Belichick asked about how him. did those get in my bags? Uh, and how are they loaded at the same time? Also, uh, you know, good question there. Uh, but things so far so good in Patriots land. Uh, as we are beginning training camp, the Patriots also need to set up a visit with Dalvin Cook, who's a free agent right now. He'd be a huge get for the Patriots offensively. He'd be a great weapon to pick up for them as well. So we'll see how that goes. A couple of big injuries around the league, though. Um, the biggest one today, uh, Joe Burrow down with a non-contact lower leg injury, reported to be a calf problem. So that'll be something to watch. Uh, I feel you, homie. Yeah, but he's a professional athlete who makes millions and millions of dollars. You were playing pickup basketball. Fair. And then you tried to jog. It didn't so, go well. No, it didn't. So a couple of things there, although the Jets also interested in Dalvin Cook. Aaron Rodgers restructured his contract to open up like $25 million in cap space. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Red Sox, they're catching fire. World Series back on. They swept one of the best teams in baseball, the Braves. Two straight wins against them, a two short two-game series. So Red Sox above 500 and continuing the trend up game, game and a half out of the wild card spot. So in a really good spot trade deadline uh, beginning of next week, we'll see if the Patriots do anything. They did uh, trade Kike Hernandez to the uh, back to the um, to the Angels out west. So they did move some pieces around there. I'm trying to think of anything other before we get to the big, big news. Jalen Brown did finally sign his Supermax contract with the Celtics. Yeah. Uh, For five, more on that, here's Zach. Yeah, five years, three hundred uh, up to $304 million. Uh, no player option in the last uh, year of his deal, but he does have a trade kicker up to 15%. And people are like, is he being overpaid? Blah, blah, blah. And no, because it's not a case of necessarily like, is he like the most eligible person for like the biggest contract? It's just when things fell in timing with like what the CBA was being restructured as he is just benefiting from really good timing. Like, I mean, what, like a few years back, like Mike Conley had the best deal in the league. Is as anyone ever considered like Mike Conley, like the best player? Like, no, but like he got a bunch of cash based on just when things fell out. He had some interesting comments in his press conference after he signed the, after he signed the deal about, some of the goals that he has with that money is to help bridge some of the the wealth gap in Boston. Boston has one of the larger wealth gaps with minorities in the country, and he wants to address a lot of that. Yeah, and there's already been a lot of talk. It's like, well, is he going to like finish out his contract in Boston? Like, I mean, probably not, but we don't really know that. It's all like because then Tatum's deal next year, uh, he'll get a super max, and that will basically eat up seventy percent of what they can spend just on two players. So there's going to be a consideration around that, but like, is he overpaid? No, he's he just benefited from like in his years in the league. Like he's gone to the Eastern Conference Finals or the final like five times in the yeah. seven years that he's been there. Like, Timing is important. Yeah, he just he fell into that spot and good for him. Like he's you know he's a great player. Like maybe he's is he like a you know a top five top ten player? No, he's probably closer to like the twenty to twenty five range in mm -hmm. the league. But still, like if you're talking like in the entire fucking world. 
you're one of the like, best like 20 players in the world. That's pretty good. That's very good, <laughs> you know, yes. Like, like you're in the top like 1% of the 1% of the 1%. Like He's one of the best players in the world, no question. Yes, yeah, so I... They're not, and they can't move him in the first year of that anyway. So no, and also like Jalen's a guy like Jalen wears like he's a hard on his sleeve kind of guy. Like he's not going to be someone who's just like, well, I got my bag, so I'm going to like tone it down. He's going to be, he's the kind of guy who's going to be like, I got this money, and I got to prove why I got this money. Like that's the kind of player in person that he seems to be. Uh, the other big news out of the league, not, not even the league because he's not in the league. Uh, Bronny James, LeBron James' son, suffered a cardiac arrest this week. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, USC is going to be a freshman at USC. Was that a workout? Yeah. And, you know, despite, like, suffering that, like, things seem to be about as good as they can from, like, the very limited stuff that's come out of there. We know that it happened. We know that he's out of the ICU. And then since that, uh, he has returned home and he's resting. So hopefully, you know, it, despite a scary situation, it seems to be, like, as good as it can be from what's publicly out there so i don't know i mean yes it's it's fucking scary but it's extremely scary and also not as uncommon as you might think i know that some people kind of tried to drum up some stuff about what may have been caused but the statistics are about one in fifty thousand young males suffer this kind of uh, cardiac episode that are um, involved in athletics yeah i mean scary but i mean i hope you know i I hope he's doing as well as he can be but yeah yeah definitely a scary situation for someone who's you know so young and has you know like a whole career in life ahead of him yeah but it's also one of those things like like the basketball shit about this doesn't matter it's just a scary situation it is you hope extremely scary you hope the kid is okay you hope that his you know family is okay and yeah just scary stuff like yeah don't want to mess with the ticker no i mean these i mean it's not every day, but I mean, these things happen and you just, you hope for the best. And, yeah. um, I mean, there's like, uh, LeBron has put out, I think two statements now and it's just been like praising like the, like the staff there and the medical staff and everyone that's kind of like helped with this. So incredibly fortunate that it happened when it happened or at least where it happened. Ah, that's not what I wanted. Just pulling up one other sports story, but I'm going to yeah, so, yeah, do it. So, yeah, I, I mean, hope he's okay. hope his family's okay. I got nothing else to say other than yeah. that. Nope. That's it. Really? That's it for sports reports this week. Yeah. Oh, no. One other big piece of news. Patrice Bergeron, after 19 seasons in the NHL, all with Boston, he has retired. So everyone yeah. kind of speculated that that might be the case after the season, after their first round exit uh, against the Florida Panthers. And you know he's just recently become a father and has chosen to uh, hang him up. So Patrice well, Bergeron, retiring. Do it. There you go. That was the other story I was trying to pull up. And I'm like, mm, yep, no, that is a big story. So. All right, we're going to move on from there. We got, oh my God, four episodes of television to talk about because it was supposed to just be like one or two things. And it was like Strange New Rules. was like, here's a bunch of episodes. So we're going to move on from there to screaming. It's streaming. We're talking uh, Secret Invasion. So you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? Nope. We're screaming at streaming. So let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. Overload. Okay. It's over. Great. We hardly knew ye. Yeah. I mean, it happened. Boy, Amelia Clark's character is overpowered. Now she's... Oh, my God. Yes. Also, will we ever see her again? I have no idea. Uh, probably. I don't know. That just feels like a problem. Like, we gave her every power, and sometimes it looked really fucking silly. I will like, say... look, I have the arm of Drax. I'm like, oh, those weren't just tattoos. It's just... His skin? Yeah, I guess. Sure. I will say this, though. How she killed Gravik was kind of cool. 
I'm not saying it's not like interesting. I'm just like she okay. punched a hole of light through his thorax, through his abdomen. Like we've created, like I think, like Marvel, and I've said this before. Like Marvel created a problem with Carol Danvers. Like they created their own Superman problem that didn't need to be there. Like of like they already had that problem with like the Hulk and Thor. It's like that's why they're not in Civil War. It's like because we can't because that just changes the balance of power yeah and now and then carol danvers is like more powerful than them like okay so that's even creating like more of a thing and now we have created a character beyond that who has like the powers of everybody and like okay like if we're just digging a ditch here somebody has to beat kang the conqueror who will be featured in loki season two i don't know i really don't know if we're gonna see amelia clark again oh yeah by the way spoilers because we just spoiled like the biggest thing in this episode but there you go yeah i don't it's literally everyone it's it's just too overpowered of a character i feel like to exist in this world to then like have any level of threat hey remember last week when you said oh my goodness finally episode where nobody gets shot at the end they made up for it this week just random people getting shot at the end yeah christopher mcdonald's character gets wasted on the live tv yeah like this the pr- british prime minister who is actually the british prime minister gets lit up again yeah, the president being like, we know you're out there and you're all scrolls. We're just going to fucking kill you all. I'm like, okay. Also, I didn't know, like, I forget what the exact name, what they used for for uh, the Russian president, but they're like, Vladimir Putin. So like, yeah. I'm like, huh. Sounds familiar. <laughs> Boy, we really, uh, we took a stretch there, didn't we? Yeah. This was not what I hoped it would have been. Samuel L. Jackson was great in this. Yeah, I thought he did a good, as good a job as he could have with it, but. And okay. yeah, I saw 100% the the flip of it wasn't really Nick Fury that went into the reactor building. Yeah, yeah. That was easy to pick up on. But it was weird that like they gave him what he wanted, but it's still yeah, there was like it was like a half a bait and switch. It wasn't a full bait and switch. Yeah. It was like I'm going to give you what you wanted, but oh by the way, I'm also giving myself this, so now I have somebody that can fight you. That's such a gamble. Like we have no reason to believe or she shouldn't have a reason to believe or Fury shouldn't have a reason to believe that she would win that fight. So why would you make like the most powerful villain that we've seen and go, I hope this one person could do it because if they can't do it, we're fucked. Yeah, pretty much. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I am surprised they kept Maria Hill dead. I, I was convinced that, especially at the end of the last episode, when, like he picks up the phone, he's like, it's time or whatever. Like I was convinced she was coming back. I'm like, oh, I guess she's, I guess she's just dead. Oh, she's dead. Martin Freeman, not dead. Yeah. And the internet is very upset about Rhodey. About, about scroll Rhodey? Yes, uh, it has been confirmed that uh, Rhodey has been a scroll since after Civil War. Really? Which means like his stuff in Infinity War, his stuff in Endgame, his stuff in like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, all that scroll. But here's the thing. Could we call him Scrody? That sounds too much like a scrotum. Okay, just checking. So I don't want to do that. Okay. I don't... I saw like people were like really upset and they're like, oh, like all the stuff in Endgame doesn't matter anymore because of this and it takes away from this and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Rhodey isn't really a character. He's a blank slate. Like, what do we know about Rhodey? We know that he's Tony's friend. We know that he's career military. He was once played by Terrence Howard. <laughs> Not counting that, but we literally, aside from those things, like, we don't know shit about Rhodey. We don't know anything. Yeah. And, like, the character, um, I, I couldn't figure out what his Infinity War screen time was because uh, I didn't want to look that hard, but, like, the um, Avengers Endgame, like a three-hour movie, you know how, my, uh, how many minutes he had of screen time? Probably, like, four did you just see my tweet? No. Okay, yeah, it was exactly four minutes. Oh. I think you've said it before as well, so. Well, I, I just looked it up because it's like, you know, every roadie scene from, like, this movie, it's like, the character as a whole, he got his most screen time in this show, which was not him, but whatever, like, like 
Avengers Endgame, the the movie that people are all upset about, it's like he had four minutes of screen time in a three-hour movie. Not even scenes. It's like featuring him talking. Mm. Just like if he's in the background, four minutes of screen time. I can't get upset about that. Like the character is a blank slate. He's not a character. Not really. Like well, I love. Okay, so then here's a question. Because well, no, it's Civil War where he breaks his legs. Yeah, and now he, he got his old busted ass legs again. Yes, he has his busted ass legs. They gave him those robot legs for a couple movies. Yeah, this went is away. Tony Stank. This is Tony Stank. Yeah, but I don't. Rhodey's not a character. Like I love Don Cheadle. John Cheadle is an amazing actor, and he like beyond like the best like acting chops he's got to show off. Like since 2010, when he first took on this role, the best stuff he's got to do was in this show, a show that I didn't particularly like. But like Don Cheadle, like, at least got to have a few scenes where he got to act his ass off. It's true. He was a great actor. I think it was fantastic. I think he was fantastic in this. He did what he needed to do. But Rhodey isn't. Tell me one thing about his personal life. One single thing. Nope. Yeah. There's nothing. Exactly. We don't know anything about this guy. Like he's been a supporting character at best. And if anything, like, I think this, when he does the Armor Wars movie, I think this might be interesting. Mm -hmm. Like a guy who got taken off the table, a guy who missed major events and is going to have to reconcile with that, like, for as much as people are, like, bitching in the moment, like, and maybe it will go nowhere. Like, maybe it's going to not turn out well, like, I just mean, like, story-wise, but, like, this could make Rhodey, like, a character. This could make him interesting. Yeah. Potentially. I mean, maybe not, but, like. There's there's nothing that he's done really like that tells me who he is as a character. No, like what are his motivations? Like what is he like? What is anything and like this? Uh, the show even like Secret Invasion. Like, oh yeah, look at all this history that like Fury and Rhodey have. They haven't had, shared a single goddamn scene before. So I mean that even felt disingenuous. So I mean hopefully moving forward there's gonna be something there with him. Yeah, but, but I, I'm not gonna get like get upset like oh man like he doesn't even know that Tony died or like that scene where he looks sad isn't really him. Like yeah. We don't know anything about this guy, though. No, we there's we have nothing. So that I think, like you said, it'll be interesting to see how they play that out now. Like, we can maybe meet James Rhodes. Yeah. And I hope so, because Don Cheadle is, like, a top-notch, like, phenomenal actor. But I'm not going to get upset about a guy who, like, has, like, you know, in his entire time before this, maybe had 30 minutes of screen time over the course of, like, a decade plus. Yeah. He hasn't done that much. No, he hasn't. Sorry, kids. But I'm, I'm not going to get upset about it. What else happened? Oh, uh, the president sucks. Um, everyone's killing each other. And this is setting up the Marvels, probably. Oh, yeah. With uh, the Kree stuff. Like yeah. We, we see, like we talked about the trailer earlier, of like, angry Kree lady. Yes. Another accuser. She wants no peace. Yeah. I don't know. I think most, it was just like seeing like people like, uh, Rhodey, like this ruins like Avengers Endgame. Blah, blah, blah. Like, shut up. Yep. This character's a blank slate. Love it. And now maybe he can do something. Let's hope so. Give me more Don Cheadle. I fell in love with him when he did Hotel Rwanda. That was the like he's, the first movie. I was like, oh yeah. shit, like this guy's great. He's very good. He's so good in that movie. But yeah, I, mean, I I love him as an actor. So I hope he gets to do more now. Like maybe this opens up the possibility. It also might not. It, I mean, they they could stumble and do nothing with him and like have nothing come out of this. But like I think this opens it up in a bigger way. I think it does too. Potentially. And I'm even saying that for a show that I didn't even particularly like. It was fine. Yeah, it was okay. Was it fantastic? No. Like, is, is, it, it, is it awful? I'm like, I wish I had never seen this. No, but it's it's, it's okay. Yeah. Do you have any other Secret Invasion thoughts? No, not really. I It felt, again, like it was that everything wrapped up really quickly within that episode. Again, it was one of the shorter episodes. 
Like it was all the major action was over <laughs> yeah, in the first half because when they got to spend money on an action scene, uh, they cut that sucker in half. I like that this has like the it's like the opposite of Ted Lasso. Yes, where Ted Lasso was a half hour comedy that suddenly turned into an hour long drama, and this show started as an hour long like action adventure show, and then like whenever there's anything expensive, they cut it down to half an hour. Yes, it was like quick. Yeah, the the opposite of Ted Lasso. All right, that's it. Um, it, it was fine. It happened. I guess. Good for you, show. You existed. Yay. Yeah. All right, gonna move on from there to Strange New Worlds episode six, seven, and eight. Because they all happen in seven days. There's so many. And I also uh, believe they all deserve their proper due. So let's move into them. Strange New Worlds, episode six. Uhura talks to an alien. This one reminded me of the episode. Do you remember um, the episode Night Terrors? Yeah. This definitely. one, this said I had big Night Terrors vibes. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like Uhura seeing things and hallucinating, kind of like Troy was kind of like having those dreams and seeing, and it was like, oh my gosh, there's an unseen alien entity that we are destroying their life because of our use of this, whatever the and, um, so something the that, thing is that they were harvesting out of the nebula. So you, you didn't watch Strange World season one, so you didn't get to see the old engineer. No. Who I'm sure you, like, you're like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, he was very dead. Yeah, he, he is. Uh, he, he had to walk off the ship and commit suicide. Oops. But for good reasons, I guess I don't fully remember, to be honest. Like, he's like, I got a disease or something. Oops, I stepped off the ship. He was our blind engineer. Never seen those before in Star Trek. But for th- these last three episodes, like, in general, like, I think these were, like, these are fucking just, like, home run episodes. Like, all three of them in a big different way. I don't think we've ever explored Ahura's past before that I can remember in any significant way. About being like, oh, yeah, her whole family died like, the shuttle crash. Yeah. So we didn't, we haven't really, like... We don't know. We've never, like, with, with Rhodey. I mean, we know Ohura, but we don't know, like, a lot about her background. Sometimes she does a fan dance that's awkward. That's only in a really, like, mediocre at best, actually pretty poor. I was going to say Trek mediocre movie. is being kind. That's a terrible movie. No, the best parts of that movie were the camping scenes in the beginning. No, the they end. weren't. God damn you. <laughs> no. Row, row, row. What adult sits around and sings row, row, row your boat? That's James Tiberius Kirk. You're you talking about you. Shatner. Wow. For directing that horse shit. Uh, why, but, does, why does God need a starship? Oh, my God. But I really... I, I always do I, like I die alone. So I, um, I'm enjoying this... Uh, uh, what's her... Celia... Oh God, I'm blanking on her last yeah, name. Yeah, uh, So something I'm looking forward to her uh, for the next episode that we're going to see is uh, she is traditionally a stage actress. So I think we're going to see a lot of her in the musical episode. But I thought she was really mm-hmm. strong in this. And I really liked getting more of a her in this i liked let's compare this to galaxy quest for a second like a lot of what ahura does in the original series that uh, like sigourney weaver's character makes fun of it's just like i just repeat what the computer says yes <laughs> <laughs> um and that is a lot of what the character does like traditionally like in the original series and i really like that this episode like plays into Ahura's strengths as like being able to communicate and to like find those gaps and to like build off of them mm. And some of the stuff was like kind of horrific, like with like, and some of you like when like you see like you know like the bridge explode and whatnot, like you know that's not anything, like you know that that's part of the illusion that she's seeing. But I really like that it just like played into like her strengths as being like really smart in this area, and that's why she's on the bridge. That's yes. why she's part of this crew. And I, I thought that was so strong, and I really love getting this new actor in there to play Kirk. Like I've enjoyed his. Did you ever go back and rewatch the episode that you missed? No, I haven't yet. It's, well, <laughs> it's at this point, it's whatever. <laughs> you you should because it's good. 
I love um, the interactions though between the Kirk brothers. Yeah, with Sam and Kirk, like that's so good. Like that rivalry. It's like, yeah, we love each other, but we're also so shitty to yeah. each other. Why don't you go wallow away in a laboratory? What do you mean wallow in a laboratory? They're so fun together, and I really I'm enjoying this Kirk because like he's he's not fully Shatner yet, which I like. He said that he's like he's he's trying to like he's starting at a three versus like starting at like a ten of where yeah. a Shatner was is. But I like that like her is immediately like don't flirt with me. He's like I'm not flirting with you, and I like the breakdown of that character. He's like you know I'm not flirting. Like my dad was you know career Starfleet, and like he we wouldn't see him for a lot of the time because he was helping other people. And that's just like something that got imbued in him. And I like that. That was really strong yeah. stuff. Like it was really good. And even though like he's only been in th- three episodes, I think now, I think he's going to be, I think he's in next week. So it'll be like in four, but like he's only been in a small handful, but he's, he's really strong. He's a good Kirk. Yes. And like, clearly this is different than the JJ Abrams timeline. Yeah. But I mean, there's still, but there's also same-ish guy. Same-ish guy. Well, I mean, it's still the character. But the one thing I've like thought about is like this is different than the J.J. Abrams timeline for certain things. Obviously, the Romulan supernova is still a thing that happens in both timelines. But the bridge and the technology, the view screen, all that still looks the same. So I'm still there's part of me that's kind of like having to split and like remember that there are different Star Trek universes, for lack of a better term. I was getting so frustrated by the episode, and my wife ended up making fun of me because, like, he's on the bridge. The like, he meets Pike, and like, he's going around, he's meeting everyone else, and like, he ends up on the bridge. Like in one of the last scenes, I'm like, and there's like a wide shot. I'm like, mm-hmm. Spock is right there. Just fucking meet him. I like how they get them <laughs> to meet, though. I know, but then they they do it. This is when my my wife made fun of me. She's like, "Your jaw just dropped, and you look like an idiot." When they shake hands, and they're just like the meeting of Spock and Kirk. I was like. Like, that's yes. exactly what I wanted. It was so cool. It reminded me of a little bit, though, the handshake. It reminded me of the scene in Predator when Carl <laughs> Weathers and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Dylan, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Your mother sucks cocks in hell cares. Uh, that's that's not in Predator. Oh, sorry. Wrong movie. Yeah, see? There you go. <laughs> but when that happened, I was just so excited. And then they sit down, and it's just... We don't have the full crew yet, clearly. And Kirk's obviously not on the ship, but like just getting like Spock, Ahura, and Kirk just sitting down at a table talking. I was like, God damn, that's cool. God, that's just that's exactly what I wanted. And they made me wait the whole episode, which was the right choice. And they just give it to me right at the end. Yes. Because we've had two uh, previous Kirk episodes where it's been like, you know, like alternate timeline kind of yeah. wonkiness. And now it's like, no, he's just he was on the Enterprise and he got to meet Spock. Oh yeah, and that is cool. It's that is so cool. Just that moment. That was a great moment. I liked that episode. I thought it was, even though the, it gave me some next generation vibes with like the night terrorist piece. With like, there's an unknown alien species that's having trouble communicating. But oh, yeah, yeah, it was fun to get a Nohura episode where yeah. she was like the focal point, and and she becomes important in the next episode too with her xenolinguistics and understanding Nosigan ruins. Yeah, we can. Yeah, let's move on to the next one, which. Uh, to be honest, this episode is the reason why I made you watch this season. Yeah. Because I was so excited about the crossover, and I was so excited that Frakes was directing it. Who, by the way, I'm going to um, meet in two days. Oh, wow. Yeah. You lucky bastard. M- meet meeting Frakes. Where are you meeting him? Uh, Connecticut. Oh, okay. Got to go down to Mohegan Sun. Thanks for the invite. Buy your own ticket. <laughs> well, if I had known it was an option, I would have. <laughs> yeah. No, that. so that, um, that 
insurrection uh, Frank's figure. Getting that signed? I bought that years uh, right before COVID mm-hmm. to get him. I bought that to get him to sign that, and then yeah. COVID happened. I'm like, let's go away in like three weeks. No, no, it didn't. We'll still be able to go to that con together. No, yeah. no, you didn't. Yeah, so I'm meeting Frakes in two days. I've seen him at shows before. I've never gotten him to sign anything, so I'm yeah. going to him to sign that Jonathan Frakes in Star Trek Insurrection figure. Two days, I get to meet Frakes. That'll be fun. Have fun. I'll just be like, man, this fucking episode rocked. I'll be playing on a. I'll be playing at a golf tournament on that day. So okay. <laughs> well, then I guess you couldn't have come anyway. Well, I would have not gone to the golf tournament. I just got invited to that, so well, you know what? Is that an angry bell? Yes, it is. <laughs> that's the that's the I'll get over it at some point someday bell. No, I I thought it was funny. I liked how they those old scientists. I love that joke. Oh, it's uh, so good. St- um, Lower Decks has used that before. Lower Decks, the animated series, like when they've talked about like the Kirk and Spock era. There was like, oh yeah, like those old scientists. Like they got like oh the TOS era those old scientists they've used that joke before I'm, I'm glad it came back I time travels happened many times throughout Star Trek and like ways that they try not to mess with the timeline I like this variation on it where it was someone coming back like with actual like hero worship like oh my god these are my heroes I love that also they, like they gave Boiler like his purple hair yes <laughs> oh no this portal is portaling. <laughs> I also love I also love that like the animated characters from Lower Decks look like the peop- the the actors that portray yeah, them. Yeah, I think that That's was kind of cool. in- intentional when they did that. And uh, we didn't get to see everyone like Rutherford and Tendy don't get to cross yeah. over, but boy that was fun. Yes. And the and this was it was just set up as a comedy. Yeah. It was also- a mostly nonsensical episode. Like not a whole lot. There are sparks. We should you should seek cover. <laughs> Yeah, I love the Boiler just gets to keep on like screaming, and like J- Jack Quaid, the actor who plays it, was like he went back. He was like watching the lower deck stuff. Like, oh, how does this? Like, how have they animated? I'm like, how does he move? And he was yeah doing that stuff. But my favorite moment of the episode is improv. Not Spock's smiling. No, no. Riker. Oh yes. <laughs> Pike has a horse saddle, <laughs> and she goes sit on it. If you've ever seen like Next Generation, you can find many clips of this like on youtube of like how Riker sits in chairs which is how no one in their right mind would sit in a chair yeah do you step over the back of it he just straddles it weirdly from the back yeah and sits down so this was entirely improv meanwhile this is being directed by you know Riker himself jonathan frakes yeah and like jack quaid just goes up to the saddle goes Riker (laughs) and sits on it i fucking loved that that was hilarious i'd love to know like if they (laughs) like they broke down on set and laughed about that i to be fair, I don't. They didn't say if they did or not because um, there's a little extra show that comes out uh, that Will Wheaton hosts every week called The Ready Room. Yes, I've seen that. And, and uh, Frakes was on that as well as Jack Quaid, and he brought up that moment. So I, like they probably was improvised, but it's just like the balls on him to be like to do this in front of Jonathan Frakes. That's <laughs> Riker. Huge balls. <laughs> huge balls. <laughs> what a great moment! It's just funny. It was so good, and like man, just getting yeah, getting the characters over there was fun yes and getting like a her to like come out of her shell yeah i think that the i mean like yeah mariner being over there like she's so good she's so fun the spock smiling is like is this like a butterfly effect if i just ruined the future <laughs> yeah I just love how like in like ruining it for uh, like nurse chapel he's like oh yeah like we don't have any record of like spock ever smiling and she's just like oh i guess this relationship is doomed <laughs> which we we know this is yeah, an audience, is, yeah. But, like, <laughs> i just he's like oh no oops <laughs> just keeps on constantly ruining the past yeah on like, accident just being like 
so excited and so dumb and so smart at the same time. Like where he like kind of tells Pike that he's gonna die. Pike already knows that though. Yeah. But yeah, that was um that was a for as much as like this episode is a comedy, he's just like, look, man, like wouldn't these people around you like want to be able to celebrate you and like spend one more day with you? And Pike, yeah, uh, they they've established that he knows he's going to be in his little bleep bloop box with a melty face. Yeah, yeah, that was powerful stuff. Well, isn't, um, isn't that referenced in the lower decks trailer? There was a face box. I don't know, maybe I don't remember it specifically, but yeah, sure. Right before be. you walked to the thing, and the girls like referencing the game. <laughs> Go back and yeah, watch it. The There's a face box. Bleep bloop. I live in a box where I just bleep at you. Yes. Sad times for Pike coming up. He he can't have cool hair anymore. He just has to live in a, a box oh. where his head sticks out of. Don't put him in a box, but you're going to. Yeah, he is. He's going to be a little, like a three, <laughs> like three color lights. It happens. Just to be clear, there aren't four lights, there are three. But he thought he could see. da 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 It's a great episode. Great two episodes, really. <laughs> yeah, that's all fun stuff. But man, that was just, it was so solid. And I, I really enjoyed just like, yeah, we're just going to do a comedy and we're just going to like play with these silly characters. Uh, the only thing that it like kind of like brought me a little cold is they kind of like compared um, live action acting to animation. They're like, everyone talks so slow around here versus like, anim- like yeah. their animated counterparts are like talking very fast. Just kind of like keep the pace going and be like, oh man, we're, we're, you know, it's a, we're a wild and wacky show. We got to kind of like keep a fast pace. So like everyone talks so slow around here. I'm like, okay, that's maybe a little too inside baseball. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit, but no, it was fun. Different. Again, I like this show when they take swings like this. It's definitely a swing, and it worked. And you want to talk about a swing, talk about the swing from the tenor of this episode to the next Holy episode. Holy shit, yeah. Yes, episode eight, Killing a Man in Cold Blood. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. It's not the first time a Klingon ambassador has been killed. <laughs> yes, I, we've seen the movie. Yeah. That's a better Star Trek movie. That, that that's a great Star Trek movie. We talked about this one. On the, we talked about that on the show before. After Christopher Plummer passed, yeah, the undiscovered country. Uh, this one totally different, but again, have a little bit of that. Guess who's coming to dinner vibes with the Klingon ambassador? Yeah. So uh, this latest episode, um, there's a Klingon ambassador coming aboard the Enterprise who is essentially a war criminal. Yes, but he was trying to reform himself, and we get uh, members of the crew that served in like the Klingon War. Yeah, and within this guy's like the Klingons worst battle, like the most brutal battle that like he served on. We see them like freaking out. Like, Oh uh, yeah. Dr. Umbanga, nurse chapel, uh, also Ortegas, but we don't, I don't, she served in the war, but not in that battle as no. far as we know from uh, what we were given. No, but in Benga, just like seeing his scarred past his meeting nurse chapel at that battle, the like, it, we've never really seen, I mean, kind of with the Dominion War, but never like the visceral, yeah, like it, boots on the ground kind of Federation I, Especially war. Like going back to like, you know, the original series, like there's a lot of talk about like fighting the Klingons, but you know, it's limited budget. So yeah, that's a lot of uh, tell don't show back mm-hmm. in the day. It's like, oh, the Klingons, blah, 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 like Bones gets really mad. He's like, where are the fucking Klingons all the time? Yeah. like, But we don't really see it. We see them like talking on like, you know, uh, we're going to like argue a little bit when we're on the Enterprise, but we're not really seeing this. And this yeah. was like straight up like this is this is war. This whole episode is about like PTSD. There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of violence. Like mm. it's a no. They're not fucking around. No, no. But the big thing is Klingon ambassador who's coming on board trying to create peace between the Klingons of the Federation, which we know, you know, over 60 years of Star Trek, we know is going to be a thing. Yes. But at this point in the timeline we don't know that or they don't know that i should say no i mean kinemer is a long way away 
Yeah. So there's a lot of this Klingon, like he kind of connects to um, Mbanga because he's like, oh, you were there at this point of the war. Like we were on the same field, but on opposite sides. Yeah. And like he's referred to as like the butcher of it. Yes. And then it comes out that he wasn't. Yeah. He's um, I mean, he was, you know, murderous and like sent out orders to kill his own people and to kill like all of Starfleet. But the butcher of it is Mbanga, who uh, the actor who plays him is like a legitimate like martial artist like he's a legit oh yeah yeah he's a legit fighter and they didn't in the first season they didn't have him a single action scene they've had him in like five this season they're like oh shit let's play this up like you can physically do this so why not let's exactly let's lean into it so this dude like killed all these klingon commanders Mm -hmm. and kept the knife yeah and no one knows about it and he ends up just out of his own rage like a doctor, like, you know, you, you take that doctor's oath, of, like, that do no harm. He's like, yeah, instead of that, how about I just fucking stab you? Well, he even had a line when he was the, the one guy there, the guy with the antennas was like, give me some of that proposition, you know, whatever, number 12 thing. Yeah, give me your adrenaline battle rage. Because yeah. we saw that uh, in the first episode of the season. Yes, where, we like, did. Yep. He got jacked up on that, was like kicking some ass. So it was like, and he said, like, you know, I'm tired of taking lives. I want to save them. But then he goes out and just. But again, it's like that breaking point, like, you know, he had to put a guy in transporter stasis because they didn't have internal organ replicator and has to let him go and die because he can't save him. Or he's like, then a guy manually like pump. Him yeah, he's like, stuff. it feels like somebody's fingers have been moving my heart. And he's like, well, that's because it happened. <laughs> yeah, they were. That's exactly. And what then happened. the guy's like feels obligated by duty to go back out and ends up dying and like finding a breaking point. And like, I love the med bay imagery at the end where he's like. I fixed it for now, but some things may just never be fixed. They're just so irreparably broken. So he ends up uh, killing this Klingon, like, yeah, essentially in cold blood. Yeah. He's like, you are not the butcher. You, like, your reputation is built on lies. I'm the butcher. And he kills him. And then here's what I find interesting about the end of this episode. Or there's a few things I find interesting about it. Is Nurse Chapel kind of sees it. Like, we see what Nurse Chapel sees, which is... Through a, like, uh, frosted glass. Yeah. So, but then, like... She's being questioned about it. She's like, I saw everything. This is what happened. It's not the exact dialogue. So how much does she know? I think she knows. I think she knows. I think this is going to be a recurring theme. Yeah, it's going to come sure back. This episode's coming back in a big, bad way, I'm sure. Yes. But like, how much does she know? Like, did, What did she see? Like, How much is she telling the truth? How much is she covering from Banga? I, I truly don't know, which I think is what kind of makes it interesting. Yes. I think that Pike also, I think he knows- I think he has an inkling. I don't think he knows. Yeah. But like, I don't really know like what Nurse Chapel saw because we saw from like her point of view, like seeing it like we saw that there was a struggle. We saw that the Klingon got stabbed and he's dead. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. But I mean, it was very dark. And the thing that I'm kind of curious about is obviously like we are dealing with the Enterprise. We are, you know, as established a couple episodes ago or literally a week ago, like we are building up the crew that we know. We're eventually Mm going to see them. We're eventually going to see Kirk and Spock and her and Scotty and, and Bones, Sulu and Bones. That's the one that I'm thinking about. Like, is this going to be the impetus for what um, has Mbanga leave the ship mm-hmm. or be removed from Starfleet or whatever the fuck it is? is it, like, is this going to be what makes McCoy come in? Yeah, that's that's kind of my guess. That's planting the seeds for some long term storytelling, which I I like. Like, I don't think we're getting rid of him. Like soon yeah like in an episode or two or maybe not even by like maybe the end of the season he's gone maybe he's not but like i feel like this is this is our stepping stone to mccoy it is gonna it is gonna hang over this the crew for a while i think 
Yeah, and I mean, obviously, we know like Nurse Chapel doesn't go away, but like, and I mean, there's plausible deniability for what c- she could see and what she couldn't. Oh yeah, but yeah. This like we we go from like the goofiness of like, oh my god, Lower Decks is in the show, and to you know the trauma of war, yeah, to PTSD and just like killing uh, someone in cold blood who seems to be, as far as we can tell, like trying to make trying hon- to... honest efforts to redeem themselves and yes. make up for past mistakes. And then he just gets fucking killed. Yeah, and it's straight up murdered. And it's a complicated issue. It's there's not there's not an easy answer in that. And I mean that I mean much much like I was talking before about like oh the Orville is a good sci-fi. Like this is a good sci-fi. Like this is yes. this isn't giving you a nice clean like you know tidy about answer. It's like it makes you end up asking questions about morality and war and all this other stuff. And well, I mean that's what good Star Trek does is it gives you those moral questions like like. Even the scene where he's like, what if I, you know, Chris, what if I told you he killed children and like he was a bad, bad person? And he's like, well, Starfleet is about second chances. It's about growth. And I love that line. What was it? He's like, uh, you have the benefit like of privilege to like ask those things. Yeah. Because you weren't there. Close, close issue. Something like that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the. These episodes, like these, are probably my three favorite episodes of the seasons. Just real bangers. Oh, real! And they're all three different, unique episodes. Yeah, I, I really like this show. And these three, like, right? I mean, it's crazy that they get released literally within a week of each other. Yeah, but they're really good. They're really solid. I, I liked them all. Yeah, this was this is my favorite thing to be watching right now. To be honest. All right, we're gonna move on from there to letters to the editors. Lot of questions. Number one, damn few answers. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. Make it so. If you want to ask us your own questions, you can. Editors.comics at gmail.com. I should have uh, prepped you for this one. I meant to. Sorry. Forgot. So I hope you're ready now. I'm ready. I think we we had this question before, but about the Avengers. If you could cast Zack Snyder's Justice League as Muppets, who would you do? Okay. Didn't we get this before as Avengers? We did this as Avengers, yes. Okay. Well, my Superman is the same one. Kermit? No. no. Gotta be Sam Eagle. Oh, yeah. Superman would be Sam Eagle. Batman. Ooh, Batman. This is where I went, Kermit. You can, you can make a different choice if you want. You can, I guess you can also look at the list that I wrote down. Yeah, I need to... It's kind of squeezed in that some, corner. I need to do some thinking on it. All right. I would change a couple. That's fine. You can have a different opinion. We agree that Superman is Sam Eagle. Yes. I'm, I still don't know Kermit from the Snyder Cut. Like, that's a, that's a dark... But he's everyone's favorite. It's got a, Batman should be Kermit. Like that's the one that everyone likes. Like even if like Superman's like your poster boy, the one that everyone likes is Batman. So that's got to be Kermit. Yeah, I guess it would have to be Kermit. Wonder Woman was Piggy. I yeah, because really... they're, they're to be honest, there aren't that many female Muppets. So no, Wonder aren't. Woman's Piggy. There we go. All right, your Flash. I went with Beaker. Nope, wrong answer. All right, Gonzo. Gonzo would be Beaker. No, I said Gonzo for Cyborg. No, I think Bunsen Honeydew could be Cyber Cyborg. No, but Gonzo certainly not Cyborg. I think the reason I um for Flash with B, the reason I went is like because he just he's talking so fast like that. That's how I'm just interpreting it. Like that he's just so fast, no one can understand him. That's why I went with Beaker. I'm going with I'm going with Gonzo as the Flash because he is so eccentric and weird, very much like Ezra Miller's portrayal of the Flash in this. See, I went with Gonzo for Cyborg because when I was just if I think about anyone in any mechanical sense with the Muppets, I think Gonzo. Because he's always doing like some of like plumbing and stuff. See, that's where you could have Beaker because he always gets blown up. Bunsen Honeydew is a scientist. <laughs> he gets exploded. <laughs> um, I'm also thinking like actually, yeah, no, Cyborg could also be Animal. I think he's because he's just kind of 
wild. I think Aquaman, your Aquaman choice, I disagree with. Aquaman, I went with Animal, but I'm only not. If I were to say, like, is this the DC Comics version of Aquaman? I probably would have picked something different. But this is about Zack Snyder's Justice League mm-hmm. and Aquaman, and just thinking about like you know Jason Momoa just being like you know kind of like shaggy and cool and kind of like off kilter. That to me, that's where we go with Animal. Rolf the dog. He's a drinker. He's a partier. <laughs> I was gonna say Rolf is. He seems a little more contained. That's why I went with Animal. No, he's a he's a womanizing dog. He sings a woman. <laughs> he sings a song about we can't live about uh, about you know. I hope that something better comes along. He's talking about women. He's like can't quit women. That's my problem. Given the limited time to prepare for that, yeah, I should have sent you this ahead of time. Yeah, no, I think Rolf the dog. An interesting thought for. I mean, you got to have Kermit in there. Kermit could also maybe be the Flash, but like a cool Flash. You got to like Fozzie. Where would Fozzie Bear lie in all this? Fozzie's probably. I don't know. Fozzie probably doesn't have a place in this movie. Sorry, Fozzie. Um, I guess Fozzie is Jason Todd. He was the sidekick that got killed. Oh, no. We like Fozzie. I do like Fozzie. Yeah. Waka waka. Oops, I got beat with a crowbar. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to have to go with, with my limited my limited preparation. Similar, but there's a little bit of difference. Waka waka. All right. That it? That is. All right. Time for the post amble. Sure. Why not? All right. Well, if you enjoyed the show, go to patreon.com slash editors note comics. A dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it. It also gets you access to things behind the paywall, including Pod to the Dark Tower. Three episodes out. Not going to pump or pimp out a fourth yet because we're we're not quite there yet. And by we, I mean Zach and Emily. But that's all there behind the paywall and some of the cool stuff. Patreon.com slash editors note comics. You like how I deflected that as I was scratching my eye so you didn't blind me again with your paper throws? I think I cut all that when I threw a SD card in your eye. Yeah, you did. Uh, you don't know. You didn't listen to the episode. I'm not. I'm saying you did throw an SD card in my eye. That's what the you did was for. So <laughs> patreon.com slash editors note comics, dollar a month. You can also visit us or actually interact with the show, um, editors note comics at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. You can find Zach on social media. Just look up editors note comics. He's on the Twitterverse. Uh, X. Sorry, X. Sorry. Yes. Sorry, he's on X. Explicit. Yes. I'm there too, at Junior Rich. This reminds me, um, this is going back ways. MySpace? Know, no, just like in the early like internet piracy days of like, I was convinced like Vin Diesel's movie Triple X was the hardest movie in the world to pirate. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that can't, makes can't, sense. You can't find it in the midst of anything else. Nope, you can't. There's going to be a lot of Triple X's out there. Yeah, back in like 2001 on the Pirate Bay. I think I tell, oh, Pirate Bay, that's a classic site. I think it's still going oh. pretty strong. But you need you need like you need like LimeWire or some other torrent downloader. I have no idea. I, I pay for my media these days. And I let you pay for it so I can have it. <laughs> Very true. All, All right. right. Next week, something, probably, there will definitely be a show. Bye. Bye-bye.